I'm Jorgen Sundberg. This is Social Media Know How, the Link Humans podcast. And today we're talking about how to build an email list. Right, so I'm here with Tim Page, who is the conversion educator at Lead Pages, which is a company that creates software and web apps that allow businesses to grow online audiences. Hi there, Tim. Hey, what's going on, Jorgen? <laughs> Great to have you here today. Um, so today we're going to talk about how to build a, an email list. And uh, my first question is really, what exactly is an email list? Sure. So an email list is is basically an asset that you own. It, it is it is your contact list um, of emails, sometimes names, sometimes phone numbers. But it's basically your your lead list. It's all the folks that uh, have given you their email address and given you permission, hopefully, to market to them. So by leads, you mean basically people who who shown an interest in uh, in whatever you have to sell. Yeah, that's right. It, you know, they've they could have given you their email address because they're interested in uh, some particular topic that you talk about. It could be because they're interested in your product or a service that you have. Uh, but it it basically just means that they uh, they have decided that it is okay for you to market to them, and uh, it's your job to you know basically keep it so that they're interested in having you market to them by providing value giving them what they're looking for offering products and services that would uh really speak to their specific audience and that kind of thing so by now a lot of marketers have learned the the um the, the importance of having great content offering great content getting traffic to sites and uh, perhaps getting followers on twitter and linkedin and so on but why is it important to get email signups why why are those leads more important than than others sure well you know the first thing is that your email list is an asset that you actually own you know if if one day facebook decides that they're closing the doors which uh, you know it's not likely but hey you know what we all thought myspace was the biggest thing in the world at one point yeah um and so it's not, you know, if Facebook decides to close their doors and shut down the software, then you've just lost all of your Facebook followers and likes and fans and all that kind of stuff. If Twitter decides to shut down, then all the people that follow you are gone. But with your email list, uh, email is not just going to go away. And so you always have that asset. You can always uh, download a list of all the people that have subscribed to your email list. So even if something happens with your email service, or I'm sorry, yeah, with your email service provider, uh, you still have that asset. So you you always own that, and that's really important. You know, to be a successful business that sticks around and doesn't rely on you know other businesses to thrive, you really want to own the assets that you have. For sure. And what uh, what are some of the steps to building a, a good and relevant list? Yeah, so the first thing would be to always keep your audience interest in mind. You know, we we have this tendency as business owners uh, and us uh, as a and as entrepreneurs, I think um, a lot of the times we're A type personalities. For a lot of us, uh, not all of us, but a lot of us are, and so we we tend to inadvertently focus on ourselves. So when we talk about our businesses, whether it's on a landing page or our website or whatever, we talk about our business. And that's not really the best way to go. You know, when you're speaking to an audience, you want to be focusing on them, not you. Uh, if I go to a website, you know, me as a consumer, if I go to a website, I'm not particularly interested in um, that 
website or that business, I'm interested in what that's going to provide for me. Even if it's on a subconscious level, I'm still trying to figure out what I can get out of that or, or how that provides some kind of value in my life. And so if we, if we as entrepreneurs and business owners and marketers, if we're constantly focusing on ourselves, then we never really answer the question uh, of what's in it for me, which is what every you know, visitor to your website or you know, patron to your business, that's exactly what they want to know, what's in it for me. So the first step is to make sure that all of your messaging, all of your targeting, everything that you're doing is focused on the customer. So that's kind of the first step. And then the second step is to actually first start asking them uh, for their email address. And the simplest way to go about this, and this is the way that you see a lot of uh, kind of entry-level marketers do is they'll put just a simple opt-in form on the website that maybe they got from AWeber or MailChimp or something like that, and it'll say subscribe for email updates. And I would say given the choice between that and not asking for an email address, that's a better way to go. But here, again, is a problem is that if we're just telling people, hey, you know, enter your email address to subscribe for updates, we're not providing real value there. Remember, it's still focused on you as a business, not them as a customer. So saying subscribe for updates, well, that just means they're going to get updates about your business. And most people really aren't interested in updates about your business. So instead, the way to really start building an email list is to start offering people something in exchange for their email address. Think of it as a kind of transaction, the same way as you would sell them your product or sell them your service. They would give you money and you would give them the product or service. The email address is to you, the entrepreneur, it is just like money because having that email address is now an opportunity to market to them uh, in a way that they have asked you to do so. And so you need to exchange them something for that money or currency that they're offering you. And so we call that a lead magnet. All right. Some people call it an opt-in bribe or a freebie or whatever, but we call it a lead magnet. It's something that you offer in exchange for somebody giving you their email address. And there are lots of options for lead magnets. You know, a simple one that we found that converts really, really well is what we call a resource guide. And that's just a list of tools or resources that can help your target customer uh, accomplish something. Whether it's it's some you know some some products that can help them overcome their pain, or whether it's you know um, you know whether it's five you know outfits that they can wear to look great at their next party, or whether it's you know some websites to help them get more business or whatever it is. But it's a simple list of tool uh, of tools or resources, and uh, we recommend it just be a one page PDF list of tools or resources. And then what you do is you put that. You put, you know, some copy related to that onto a landing page. Here's another term that a lot of people hear and kind of don't know what it means. A landing page is a web page that has just one goal. Now, that goal can be a number of different things. It can be a sale. It can be a webinar registration. It can be an opt-in, which is when somebody gives you their email address. Uh, but, you know, a landing page has one goal. And uh, what, what I'm talking about in terms of, you know, where we're going to put our resource guide, that's an opt-in landing page, meaning the, the only goal of that page is to get somebody to opt-in to give you their email address. And so you put up a landing page, and a landing page can be simple. You can either hire a designer and developer to do it for you. It'll cost you about five to $800. Or you could use our software, Lead Pages, which it, the pages are already built. You just put your own copy in there and pick the images. It's all click and, and, you know, it's not even drag and drop. You literally click on it and it changes it right there. Um, but so you get a landing page. 
you put some copy on it that says something along the lines of free report reveals the five dirt cheap tools, you know, that I use to create all my videos that can help you do the same. Right. And then they, you know, they go to that page and when they, they see that headline, if they decide they want it, they click the button and enter their email address. And now they're on your list. That's really the starting point. And there are lots of other strategies that we can go into if you want to, but that's kind of where uh, I recommend that people start. Absolutely. That's great. And what, what are some of the, the common pitfalls when, uh, when trying to build a list? Well, one thing is that people, people just think that, you know, they hear they need a, an email list and then they think that they need to just go as big as they can. But one of the biggest mistakes that marketers make is that they don't get the right kind of people on their list. You can have a list of 10 million people, but if none of them are buyers, you know, and, you know, if they're all, you know, low income and, and that kind of thing, then, you know, and you're selling some high level course, well, they're not going to be able to do that. So that list means nothing. So it's partially about building, you know, a big list, but it's also, um, almost more importantly about building the right kind of list with the right kind of audience that is interested in whatever it is that you're, you know, you're, you're talking about. Um, it's the same way with salespeople. You know, if you generate a lead, that's all well and good. But if that lead is not in your, you know, the, the right kind of prospect for you, then it's wasted time. And this is the same thing. When you're growing your list, you want the kind of people on your list that not only would want to purchase your product, but would have the means to do so. So I would say that's one thing. Uh, the other thing would be kind of the thing that I mentioned earlier, which is they focus entirely on themselves uh, and not on their, tar- uh, their target customers' wants and needs. And then maybe the other thing uh, would be, you know, they, they create, they spend way too much time creating a lead magnet. You know, we find so many people go out there and spend months and months and months and months creating this big epic lead magnet, you know, a 12-part video series or they write a 150-page ebook or something like that. And those things inherently aren't bad, but they require a lot of time investment. And all that time that you're spending creating those and not having them available uh, is time that you could be growing your list. And more often than not, we find the simple lead magnets, like that one-page PDF, tend to outconvert those long, crazy ones that take a ton of time. Okay, well, that's really interesting. We, we've just created a, a few guides uh, for uh, reports for downloading. And uh, yeah, there have been about, I think, about 20, 25 pages. So you're saying we should probably go for shorter one pages and get similar results? Yeah, I mean, I would test it for your audience because you'll find that a lot of times you'll hear people talking about what you should be doing in your email marketing and how you should grow your list. And then you try it and it doesn't work for you. Everybody's audience is entirely different. Uh, but we have found more often than not that a simple resource guide, uh, you know, that somebody could literally download and then go buy some products or download some things or go to some websites and get instant results, those tend to outconvert other things because people have such a lack of time right now. Yep. You know, we're inundated with information. There, There's free information all over the place. There's a bazillion and one blogs. You know, we get all these free courses. There are launches everywhere. We get all these things. And so it can be difficult to cut through that. And a lot of people will see, you know, a, a you know long report or a video course or something like that and say, ah, it's probably great, but I just don't have time for it. But if it's a list of tools, something where they could download it and buy it and it would solve their problems right away, then they want that and they're more likely to opt in for it. Okay. Well, that's, that's really interesting. Good to know. 
And uh, just coming back to what you said as well about, um, I guess, qualifying these leads, when you capture someone's um, uh, information, what is it that you need? Do you need, well, name, email address? Should you also ask for company and position and, and so on? I think it really depends on your business and, and what's important to you. So at Lead Pages, we just ask for email address. We don't even get first name. Oh, wow. Um, but, but you'll find a lot of folks need that first name for a few reasons. I mean, one, uh, you know, it's been shown for many businesses that asking for first name and including that in the subject line, including that in the message itself, increases open rates and click-through rates and that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, it's going to decrease your opt-in rate, meaning if you ask for email and first name, you're going to get less people that opt-in than if you just asked for email. Every additional form field that you ask for will decrease your conversion rate. So you really need to test and find out what's the pertinent information for your business. For example, if you are only targeting very wealthy people, then you may want to find out what the question or questions that you need to ask to find out if your customer is qualified. Again, if you're selling a product that costs $100,000, you're not going to target the average person. Uh, you're not going to target the average person. And so, uh, but that doesn't mean you can ask, hey, you know, do you have $100,000 to invest, right? You can't just be that brass because you won't get anybody or you'll get very few people. So, you know, you need to find the right questions to ask to where you can still get that, but as few questions as possible. Okay, great. And if we look at uh, technology, what are the best tools out there for, for list building, both uh, from, a, from a conversion point of view, but also, um, I guess, an email list provider such as MailChimp or, or Aweber? Yeah, you know, it's really hard because we have so many integration partners at Lead Pages that we just love. Huh. Um, and, and I do think it is a, it's a largely personal thing. Um, you know, I'll give, I'll give an example. And this is, this is in no way saying that these are the best tools or aren't the best tools, but I'll give a great example. So at lead pages, we use Infusionsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, and considering that we use Infusionsoft, it might be easy enough. And I apologize for, for the background noise. I've got my windows open. It's unseasonably warm in New York. So we're enjoying it, but, um, uh, but, but we use Infusionsoft. And part of the reason is because it offers a ridiculous amount of flexibility and, you know, with over 150,000 people on our mailing list and with, with very, uh, savvy, very tech savvy folks on our team that focus entirely on that, it makes sense to do that. Now, I'm also outside of lead pages. I'm a voiceover artist, so I do voiceovers for you know big companies, and uh, I do a lot of podcast intros and outros and, and animation and stuff like that. And it's interesting because that business doesn't require a lot of automation. It doesn't require a high level of sophistication in the technology. And so I use the tool that was the first tool I ever heard of, which is Aweber. I started using Aweber a long, long time ago when I first got into the world of online marketing, and I've stuck with it ever since. Now, are there possibly better tools for me out there? Maybe, but I've used Aweber. It has done me good all this time, and so I see no reason to to switch until I find other things. You know, so there are great tools like Active Campaign that is, you know, it's kind of on the level of Infusionsoft in some ways, and some people love it. You know, some people love Mailchimp and hate Aweber. 
There are a lot of different options out there in terms of email service providers, and I recommend you try a few and see what works best for you. In terms of landing page creation, uh, creation, webinar registrations, sales pages, that kind of stuff, uh, lead pages, hands down, we're the leader in the space. We have over 30,000 paying customers. We have literally tens of thousands of split tests happening across our platform at all times. Over six, uh, what is it? Over six million pages are created, uh, have been created on our platform. And so um, lead pages is the, you know, the way to go in terms of landing page uh, creation and sales pages and really the conversion tools on your website. There are lots of other things that you could be using. For example, if you wanted to split test other elements outside of lead pages. And, and by the way, split test just means you're sending traffic to two different versions of a page and seeing what converts best. If you wanted to do something like that, then you can use a tool like Visual Website Optimizer or Optimizely. But what I would say is that if somebody... And this this might sound funny, but I'm going to say if somebody were to be trying to get into this and, and start building their list for the first time, the two tools that you need if you're just starting are either AWeber or MailChimp, something in that line, and lead pages. That's a great way to start. And as your knowledge grows, as your ability to create conversions grows, as your copywriting ability grows, as your sales ability grow you can then move on to more sophisticated tools if you find that you need them. Many businesses don't need a high level of sophistication. You know, a, a you know, simple um, email service provider and a landing page creator, those two things are plenty. And then from there, again, if you find that you need some automation, if you find that you need some, you know, for example, if you want to start doing webinars on a high level, you can use something like GoToWebinar. But I think a lot of people get caught up in the details and think they need all these different tools when at the end of the day, simple things are, are really all you need. Yes, absolutely. And it's funny, I, I started myself with AWeber many years ago, uh, but did switch over to MailChimp in the end because just the user interface uh, but mm. I, I believe Aweber has better deliverability, but uh, I just, yeah, I gave up on it. Uh, but uh, in the interest of impartiality here, uh, do you uh, what are your direct competitors for lead pages? Um, it's hard to say because there are different tools allow you to do different things and have different strengths and weaknesses. So a lot of people when they're trying to see what what options are out there. They'll look at lead pages and often they'll also look at a tool called optimized press mm -hmm. and optimized press allows you to, you can kind of create whatever pages you want to. It, it's somewhat of a drag and drop type uh, tool. And so if you wanted to create a landing page or a sales page that was, you know, huge and massive and had unlimited amounts of things, then you could use optimized press for that. The specialty of optimized press, there's really two main reasons why, uh, why I actually like optimized press. One is that it is a WordPress plugin, meaning that you can actually use it as your WordPress site, as your whole blog kind of theme. Um, so that's one really cool thing about optimized press. The other thing is if you want the ability to customize a page to your heart's desire, regardless of how it affects conversion rate, then optimized press is, is a good way to go. I often recommend that if somebody is using optimized press and they like it, they should use it alongside lead pages because I guarantee you that if you split test lead pages pages versus optimized press pages, lead pages will outconvert 
optimize press. However, lead pages pages don't allow you to add elements. So for example, if you're on a, if you're creating a landing page and you wanted to add a video, um, you know, an extra video, you couldn't technically go in and add an extra video without knowing coding and that kind of thing. And so because of that, it means that uh, if you want that flexibility and you don't really care necessarily necessarily about conversion rate then you would want to use optimize press i would say that would be quote unquote the biggest competitor uh, there's another tool out uh and you know it, it's been kind of a newcomer on the scene i won't mention the name yet just because it's probably in poor taste but there's a new competitor on the scene and um i will say because I, I don't believe in bashing other companies regardless, and everybody has their own thing. Um, what I'll say is that there is a 30-day money-back guarantee with lead pages, and uh, most competitors have kind of the same thing. Try both. Test it. See what converts best. Because um, at the end of the day, conversion is the most important thing when it comes to landing pages and things like that. So see what converts best and go from there. Uh, the The last thing I'll say is that uh, lead pages is the only tool on the market uh, that allows you to sort templates by conversion rate. Meaning when you're in there, you're looking at the templates and you don't know which one you want to use. You can click the button that says sort by conversion rate and it will put the highest converting um, template right at the top of the uh, of the software. And so you can you can literally just select the highest converting template if you chose to do so. Great, great. And uh, in terms of, you, you mentioned um, landing page creator. In terms of landing pages, where should they sit? Should they be sitting on, on, um, on leadpages.net or should they sit on, the, on your website uh, that you're actually signing people up to? Uh, it doesn't really make a whole lot of a difference. So <clears throat> lead pages uh, allows you to sort templates by conversion rate. Uh, I'm sorry. That's what I was just talking about. Uh, lead pages allows you to uh, publish the pages on lead pages, like you're mentioning, which is on our host. We're on the Google server, so it's ultra, ultra fast. Uh, it allows you to do that, or uh, you can publish it to your own URL. We have found that um, we found that there is actually sometimes uh, an increase in conversion rate. When you host on our server, because we're on the Google server, because it's faster than 99% of, uh, of other servers out there, and that results in a faster load time, which results in a higher conversion rate. And so because of that, you may find that putting it on our server results in a, fa in a higher conversion rate. But again, it really depends um, on a lot of factors, especially if you're going to be promoting a link. Um, in, in a lot of places where the link will be visible, you may want it on your own URL. But many of the biggest marketers in the world that are using lead pages just use the lead pages link and it works just great. Okay, great. And uh, what companies uh, slash brands are doing this right? Do you have any examples for us, Tim? Yeah, there are lots of great companies that are, that are doing this. Well, I mean, if you... You know, in kind of the enterprise space, uh, there are companies like uh, Shopify, Entreport, um, Buffer are, are doing this really, really well. Um, Greenpeace, Mac Rumors, they're, they're doing this uh, really, really well. There are also lots of, um, you know, kind of brand marketers. So, for example, uh, Amy Porterfield from amyporterfield.com is absolutely crushing it. Uh, James Schramko from Superfast Business is another great example. Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. Uh, John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. 
all doing a great job growing their email list, growing their brands and doing things the right way. Great. And uh, how can people learn more about list building, uh, perhaps more about lead pages and how can they connect with yourself? Yeah, I would say the best way to do that is uh, we do a live webinar. Um, so you can actually, I, I do this webinar every single week. It's absolutely free. Um, and we do it uh, live at Lead Pages. And you can go there by going to leadpageswebinar.com. So again, that's leadpageswebinar.com. You can register for it and uh, come join me. I'll be sharing basically my, my top tips for growing your list without spending all of your time on marketing. Fantastic. And uh, what's your Twitter handle? It's at Tim the Page, P-A-I-G-E. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your time today, Tim. Absolutely. Thanks for having me here. It was fun. Thanks for listening to Social Media Know How. Please tweet us at LinkHumans with your questions, comments, and feedback. Until next time.